Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. This is the Light of Truth Radio broadcast with Michael Boldea. All right, welcome to the program and thank you for joining us. This is the Light of Truth Radio broadcast. I am, as always, your humble host, Michael Boldia. Uh, and as has become customary on our program, whenever we do record the program and are not live, we let you know because it's only fair. Now, yes, this is a recording. It is being recorded uh, January the 14th, which is Thursday, which is today. Uh, the day the program's supposed to air. So it's a fresh content, as the kids like to say, the year of our Lord 2021. And as always, uh, there has been a plethora of things that have occurred over the past week, um, not the least of which um, was a second impeachment by the House uh, apparently it passed. I don't even know if it's going to go to the Senate. Uh, irrelevant at this point. Um, I, I I don't even know if it had already happened, but uh, the President of the United States uh, got deplatformed by big tech. So he no longer has a Twitter account, um, Snapchat, info, something, whatever, everything. Everything, because that's that's now the new oligarchy. This is now the new ruling class. A uh, bunch of nerds in Silicon Valley, uh, one of them a notorious pothead who always looks to be high, uh, namely uh, the CEO of uh, Twitter. So uh, you know what they say, where, where, wherever there is a vacuum, an opportunity arises. So today, um, I have not one, but two million-dollar ideas for you. I know those of you that are uh, entrepreneurial in nature look forward to these little tidbits. I try to do my part. I like to help out. Uh, The reason I don't um, go forward with them myself is because, well, you know, I got a family. I got kids. I want to see them grow up. Uh, and quite honestly, I'm not I'm not that motivated to pay uh, more taxes under a uh, Robinette Biden uh, Kamala Harris administration. So uh, why would I want to make more money? Uh, I have a roof over my head. My kids have food on their table. Uh, their clothes are warm enough where they only whine a little bit if they get thrown out in the snow. So um, it's all good. So uh, for those of you that are eager. For uh, brilliance, uh, eager to uh, capture the million-dollar idea, please uh, perk up your ears because here's the first one. Uh, Those of you that are into printing T-shirts, this is for you. Nice T-shirt, black on white, doesn't really matter what color, but just the caption. I got deplatformed, and I didn't even get a T-shirt. It's funny because it's true. Get it? Get it? I got deplatformed, and I didn't even get a T-shirt. That's, there you go. Boom. Million dollars. Uh, buy me a cup of coffee when you see me next time. I'm, I'm sure that uh, at some point they, they, they will create, uh, you know, a, a railroad system for uh, conservatives and people who dare to vote for Donald Trump. So uh, it, it'll be the underground railroad for conservatives. Now, since uh, we kind of see where we're all headed, since, uh, and look, I don't think anyone expected it to happen this quickly. I've been warning you about it for the last few years, uh, before the elections. I know, Mike, you're getting too political. Well, the reason I got political was because of what I knew was coming if it went sideways. Mr. Robinette Biden has not even taken the oath of office and people are getting deplatformed, depersoned, banks are refusing to do business, they're withholding donation from uh, Republicans, uh, and um, we're seeing where it's headed. So because we know that it will only get worse, uh, 
from the brilliant minds that brought you Bucket of Gruel, uh, our, our newest endeavor, which promises to be a billion-dollar industry shortly, and you can get in on the ground floor, is Pigeon Face. That's right, Pigeon Face. Now, what Pigeon Face is, is, see, it's not a subscription-based thing, because I've heard through the grapevine that the best way to fleece people of money is to have like a subscription-based model where, you know, something comes out of their account every 30 days. Uh, but this is a one-time thing, so it's not going to be cheap, but the uh, return on investment is, is limitless. So what Pigeon Face is, is this. For the low, low price of $189.99 plus shipping, uh, you get six pigeon eggs and an instruction manual on how to teach pigeons to take mail from one place to another, basically to be messenger pigeons. Uh, so um, it's, it's your chance to get in on the ground floor of Pigeon Face, uh, messenger pigeons for the masses, because if they have their way, any dissenting voice uh, will, well, de be deplatformed, depersoned, um, and... I don't think they're realizing that um, you can easily create an entire group of extremists by refusing to let them live, by trying to take absolutely everything away from them. Uh, I, I know the, the, the last couple of minutes were... were hokey and it was kind of a joke but we we still need to have levity and we still need to laugh and we still need to have humor but uh what's coming down the pike is nothing to laugh about uh and um they haven't thought it through uh but they never do uh this this is what happens when small people get power they they want to abuse it uh as quickly and for as long as they can and we're seeing that uh happening just one after the other after the other. Um, we're, we're going nowhere good, kids. And I don't like being a, uh, you know, a, a stick in the mud. And I don't like uh, being one of those uh, people that harshes your mellow. But if they can do this, uh, without consequence, if they can simply choose to disappear an individual, uh, especially an individual as powerful as the President of the United States, still sitting President of the United States, um, what are they going to do to you? That's, that's the question to be had. Um, and another thing that happened this past week was that uh, Parler, which was an alternative to, to Twitter. Uh, not quite as ingenious as Pigeon Face, but, you know, you got to give it to them. It was a free speech platform. Uh, Amazon uh, decided that they weren't going to host uh, their uh, infrastructure anymore, and so Parler is no more. So not only um, do potheads in Silicon Valley decide who can stay on their platform and who gets disappeared, uh, behind the scenes, they are eliminating every alternative that people have once they get deplatformed and depersoned. Um, not, not, not that I am one to toot my own horn, because those of you that uh, listen to this program and those of you that know me know that Mm, I, I don't do that. Um, but I did write two articles in the past week that I believe are very apropos uh, to what's happening. And it, it, it sort of uh, gives us a blueprint of what will happen. And we're going to get into those shortly. Uh, we're also going to take a couple of your questions that Gino has set up, I guess, because he asked 
will you take some questions I'm all, if we got time? Sure. You know, I'm an easygoing guy. Uh, but first, story time with Uncle Mike, uh, because I, I, I think it's very apropos. I, I, I think that um, the following story is very telling regarding how we got here. Uh, a few nights ago, I, I think it was Sunday night, uh, neither the wife nor I felt like cooking, so uh, we decided to take the girls out to dinner. For them, being taken out to dinner is a special treat, so uh, they were very excited and enthused about it. Uh, there's a, a little place uh, within driving distance that does not require face diapers, and uh, I, I try to limit my kids' exposure to people with masks as much as possible because I refuse to ingrain in them the idea that this is normal or that this is, and, and I'm about to upchuck when I say it, the new normal. So uh, we, we pack the kids in the car and off we go. And uh, my, my, wife, my wife's had this CD uh, in her car for as long as I can remember. Uh, it, it's a CD of children's songs. And every time the kids are in the car, that's what plays. Uh, so it has songs like, you know, this little light of mine and, uh, twinkle, twinkle, little star, hot cross buns, you know, the classics, the things we grew up with if we grew up in America and in a normal family. Uh, so, uh, I think twinkle, twinkle, little star started up and the three-year-old just all of a sudden, I don't like this, change it. Uh, so my wife goes to, you know, switch to a next song. And when, when the next song started playing, I think it was, uh, uh, ring around the Rosie, I believe. And, uh, the older one said, I don't like this, change it. And at that point, I had such an epiphany. I had such a realization that, I started chuckling, then I started laughing, and I couldn't stop laughing. It was the most cleansing laugh I've had in a long time, because I realized that my kids were acting exactly like the church is, or that the church has been acting exactly like my kids were. You see, about 30-odd years ago, and a little before that, make it 40, a generation, why not? Uh, a handful of people, my grandfather included, either were sent to this nation or, or were raised up from within this nation to warn that judgment was coming if repentance was not forthcoming. And collectively, for the most part, and yes, I am generalizing because I do know that some people did receive the message, but for the most part, collectively, the church turned into my three-year-old and said, we don't like this song, change it. And because there is always going to be supply when there is demand, the song got changed. And they went through the tracks and went through the tracks until finally they found something they liked. And oddly enough, it was prosperity. Uh, started out with uh, Creflo Dollar uh, and, um, you know, the old gang, the people that are now multimillionaires living in their uh, compounds, encouraging people to just, you know, let this happen because, well, uh, we don't put up a fight no matter what. And I think this is one of the reasons they reacted the way that they did to what happened on Capitol Hill. Uh, there's, there's 
I've, I've sort of gone down two rabbit trails. Either this thing was completely manufactured and people were already there, and no matter what, they were going to do this because, oh man, did it shut down any conversation about election discrepancies, didn't it? Do you hear anything about that anymore? Do you hear anything about election irregularities anymore? So before the handful of senators who who saw the whole thing as too egregious to ignore were able to present the evidence that they'd amassed, uh, a a handful of 'er ne'er-do-wells supposedly broke into the Capitol. And there you go. Everything ended. Uh, Joe Biden was officially classified as president-elect, and that was the end of the story. So that's, that's one avenue. Now, the second avenue, which is as likely, is that none of the politicians on either side expected our side to do anything more than peacefully protest. Wave a few flags, say a few chants, and go home. And the thing that terrified them, the thing that freaked them out, was the realization that if pushed far enough, our side can act exactly like their side does. You see, they didn't call in the military, they didn't call in the National Guard, they didn't put up barriers. Because they thought to themselves, hey, it's, it's grandmas and grandpas. It's conservatives. It's religious folk. They're harmless. That's why we can just do whatever we want, betray their trust, and in four years they'll come vote for us again. And they realized that this was different. Because the stakes are so much higher. So those are the two avenues that, 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 that I contemplated because both of them have merit. Now, if you want to ask my personal opinion, I think it was a little bit of both. I think that they saw an opportunity to shut down any debate, to shut down any objection, to shut down any idea of... Uh, the election having been faker than a $17 bill. just And so they took it. Now, of course, they're, they're going too far, but they always go too far. Everybody, we were a breath away from dying. No, you weren't. Shut up. Nobody was going to kill you. Anyway, what the future holds, uh, isn't bright and sunny by any means. I, I, I know that people will try to find um, things to cling to because although I believe in prophecy and I believe in the prophetic, um, the what I'm hearing come out of the quote-unquote prophetic movement is becoming... Uh, just laughable on its face. Uh, Again, look, this is where we are. And with that, I want to get into two articles that I wrote, one uh, this past Sunday and one uh, either Monday or Tuesday. And the first one is called Coexist. And it begins like this. If you believed for a second that the people who risked federal prison for rigging a national election would just let bygones be bygones and continue with the status quo if they succeeded in their endeavor, you are inarguably one of the useful idiots Lenin so fondly referenced. Not that anyone paid any mind, but there have been some who for years pointed out that those who want to coexist will only want to do so until they have the power. Once power is attained, the whole notion goes out the window to be replaced by submit or die. Your choice. We're not there yet, 
But, man, we're coming up on it quick, aren't we? Now, history repeats itself because contrary to the highbrow opinion we have of ourselves, man is woefully unoriginal. We fall into the same pattern generation after generation, and because it is such a consistent metric, we can get an idea of what's in store for this nation in short order. Granted, there are small but relevant differences from generation to generation, but the human condition's overarching reality is the same. Intellectually inferior people with an aversion to hard work and personal responsibility will always try to game the system, attain power, then lift off of others' labors using force and intimidation to keep them in line. They often succeed because there are no rules they won't break. There are no lines they won't cross, and the thought of integrity or principle are as foreign and anathema to them as biblical theology is to Joel Osteen. Yeah, I know, I'm punching down, but let me have that one. There isn't much to smile about going on in the world today, so I have to take my merriment where I can. But back to the serious, dangerous, and outright Orwellian actions we've been seeing of late. And keep in mind, there hasn't even been an inauguration yet. Still hasn't. Uh, by next week, this time, there may well have been. Now, before you can use violence to do away with your opposition, you must first silence your opposition and render them irrelevant. How do you think guys like Hugo Chavez or Stalin or Lenin or Nikolai Ceausescu got 100% of the vote every election while their citizens were starving? Because they allowed for free and fair elections or an honest policy debate? The silencing has begun. But as always, I think they've underestimated just how much opposition there really is to becoming the next Venezuela. And for now, at least, the average citizen can still defend himself, his family, and his home. What is undeniable at this juncture is that eventually they will set their sights on the church. Because even if it begins in a roundabout manner, the target is always the household of faith. The enemy only has one enemy. And as believers, we tend to forget this more often than not. I was having a phone conversation with a friend yesterday. And he asked, what can be done at this juncture? I've thought about this on and off for some time, and here's the best advice I can give. Live every day as though you've just gotten a terminal diagnosis. You've always known something was off. That lump growing on the side of your neck wasn't quite normal, but now you've been to the doctor, they've done the biopsy, and the bad news has been given. You can waste your time going through the five stages of grief and hopscotching from denial to anger to bargaining to depression, or you can leapfrog to acceptance and live every day to its fullest. No, I'm not telling you to like it or embrace it, but to understand that this is now the reality we live in, and it will only worsen. We've always known this was coming. And like most, hoped we would get another four-year reprieve. But here we are. And save for a miracle, in the words of one Robinette Biden himself, dark days are ahead. And that was the first article that I published last Sunday. The next is one that I published on Wednesday, which is Yesterday. All right, so it wasn't Tuesday. It was yesterday. And um, if these weren't relevant, I wouldn't bother. Uh, but they are relevant due to the fact that it gives insight as to what is about to unfold. It gives insight into what the future holds. 
And I think it, it deserves the 10 odd minutes required to get into it for a spell and, and actually understand that what is happening right now within the halls of Congress and within the Senate will only serve to make this president a martyr. So uh, let me get into the article. It's actually called Making Martyrs, and it begins thusly. As per usual, the left is trying really, really hard to do something really, really stupid as far as their cause is concerned. If you lend me your year, no, I will not sing you a song, but I will try to explain my thought process and why this new round of impeachment uh, and the attempted destruction of this president will backfire in such a horrific fashion that I doubt the likes of those currently occupying the U.S. Congress have enough mental wherewithal to grasp it fully. Now, at the time that I was penning this article and at the time of its publication, uh, they were still debating. Uh, The House has officially uh, impeached the president again. That's twice. And uh, 10 Republican uh, members of the House went along with it. Uh, Not to be petty or anything, but if you live in a state where one of your representatives voted to impeach the president, uh, may I suggest that they no longer have your vote or your support? Just a thought. Because we're being used, we're being played. Promises are made, promises are never kept by elected officials because right now they're seeing the writing on the wall. And there will be two groups in this country shortly. Those on the outside looking in and those on the inside looking out. And at least 10 elected officials of the House of Representatives want to be on the inside looking out. It doesn't matter that they'll be in the minority um, because, again, they haven't thought it through. Once you think it through, you understand that just because they think they're safe in their ivory towers, it does not make it so. But let's get back to this. Because um, it's illuminating, if not outright enlightening. Uh, A long, long time ago, I saw a movie called Braveheart. Yes, I know it's rated R, but that's okay. I'm not a Jehovah's Witness. And uh, I was talked into it by a pastor. So there. If if you've not seen the movie, uh, it revolves around a man named William Wallace, who became a folk hero through an unfortunate chain of events and led a rebellion against the English. This movie was based on a true story. Yes, there was a William Wallace back in the 1300s who was hanged, disemboweled, beheaded, and quartered in order to send a message to anyone considering fighting for their independence. Up until his death, William Wallace was a hero to some, a warrior to others, and a troublemaker to others still. However, once the people saw what the English were capable of, he became a martyr around whose name the cause of liberation coalesced to the point that Scotland achieved its independence at the Battle of Bannockburn nine years later. I know you thought I was kidding about the whole history wonk thing, but I digress. Now, although there have always been exceptions, most people have an ingrained sense of fairness. They see what is happening, and even if they didn't like the guy, the one thought that arises to the surface is if they can do this to a sitting president who also happens to be a billionaire, what chance do I have? See, that should be very concerning to those trying to bulldoze everyone's freedoms and rights as though they were nothing more than a nuisance because at some point 
it will reach critical mass. You can get away with tyranny for a season. But tyranny always has an expiration date. At least now, there no longer remains a need for pretense. Everyone has shown their true colors, and we know who stands for what. While they were the minority, they played the victim and howled at the moon over every slight, real or imagined. Now that they feel they have the upper hand, they're going for the jugular with bloodlust and abandon. You already have people insisting that you should have your children taken from you and re-educated that you should be put in a cage and that there is no room for you in civil society if you do not vote for the sniffer-in-chief. You must show remorse and do public penance for ever doubting that Joseph Robinette Biden was the most articulate, distinguished, intelligent, and intellectually superior individual ever to walk the earth or that elected officials wanted what's best for you as a citizen. Bow before your overlords. And repent. Keep your head down and don't you dare look them in the eye. Know your place, serf, and be content with the crumbs they choose to throw you from time to time or else. In their nearsighted attempt to ensure that Donald Trump goes away, they will only make him a martyr, a folk hero, the likes of Robin Hood or William Tell. And the harder they try, the more popular he will become. And those were the two essays that I penned this past week. So, this is where we are. I'm too big to grasp at straws. Let's put it that way. Both physically and age-wise. Because I, I, I still have people writing me, this, this, this is all going to blow up. This is all going to get unraveled. It's going to be glorious. We're running out of time. It is January the 14th, 2021. I understand that in movies they wait until the last second to disarm the bomb. This is not a movie. That's all I'm going to say. This is not a movie. They're not going to wait until the last second to go, aha, gotcha. So anybody that's putting their faith in that, in the least be prepared to be disappointed, in the least be prepared to be disillusioned, looking for the song you like. Stop kicking your feet and go, I don't like this song. I want another one. Well, it's the song you got. The tape player done broke. The song is on repeat. And it may not be a song you're enthralled with. It may not be a song you're excited about. But it's the only one there. With that, because I promised Gino and he's... uh, probably sitting there just chewing his fingernails to a nub. Um, let's, let's take some of your questions and hopefully uh, elucidate some things. Um, look, rule number one, be a happy warrior. Never lose your sense of humor. Because if you lose your sense of humor, you become as miserable as these people. And these people are so miserable that even when they win – they're not happy winning. See, you, you, you can't just be silenced and deplatformed and depersoned. You need to be done away with because your very presence reminds them of their misery. Because they look at you and, why aren't you miserable? Because I'm not. I, I've got my wife and my kids and my health. I've got God and he'll look after me. Don't, don't, don't worry about me. Don't feel bad for me. But but we destroyed you destroyed nothing. You you threw me off a platform where people post cat pictures and in order to shore up the fact that they have an empty relationship post 
I don't know, anniversary announcements every six months. And then a couple of years in where every six months you see them with the, you know, fruity drink, celebrating our love month 18 and a half. You, you, you see the famous Facebook post. Does anybody know a divorce attorney in my area? Because you don't, you don't need to project. You don't need to put your personal stuff out there, as the kids like to say, if you have a good relationship with your spouse. I wonder what our grandparents did before Facebook to let the world know they loved each other. I don't know. Maybe walk hand in hand down a pier. Maybe go stick their feet in the water by a lake or by the ocean. Maybe go have an ice cream together. And it didn't need to be immortalized on Facebook. It didn't need to be put up there so that everyone, oh my gosh, look at Janet and Ralph. Look how happy they seem. And the moment the picture went click, Ralph stopped smiling. So stop. It's not, look, it's not about the Facebook thing. It's about the fact that they control your means of communication. I, if you get thrown off of Facebook, you're not missing much. Unless, I don't know, you're a cat burglar and you lost your means of knowing when people are going on vacation so you can burgle their house. Because that's, look, we deserve it. We're a self-destructive, hedonistic generation. We're two IQ points away from retardation, generally speaking. You put it on Facebook, we'll be gone from the 16th through the 22nd, hashtag vacay. You don't know who saw that. You don't know who's been in your house and knows that you have a really nice, you know, Remington statue that's worth a few grand. So stop. Again, it's this, this is just a symptom of a bigger disease. And it's going to get worse because when, when, when we heard the song we didn't like, we changed the channel. We didn't have the presence of mind to wonder, hey, are, are these people, are, are they speaking the truth? Is, 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 is what they say warranted? Should we take a moment and pause and see where we're headed? Should we perhaps seek repentance before it's too late? I don't like this song, change the channel. This is where we are. We brought ourselves to this place. You've got no one to blame. Don't blame the Democrats. They do what they do. They did what they do. You knew what to expect. If you're going to blame anyone, look in the mirror and go, how could I have been so foolish as to believe the nonsense these people were spewing every day. And by these people, I mean your favorite televangelist. So here we are. While, while, while you can, make sure the world knows that you love your spouse. So go grab him by the neck and take a picture and put it on Facebook. Hashtag love forever. Does anyone know a divorce attorney? I've seen it more times than I can count. And don't even get me started on the, on the whole queen thing. Ah, see, now, now I'm just going to, I'm, I'm, I'm treading the line of being mean. Because some of the ladies, I, I, I'll use the term loosely, some of the ladies that think they're queens and they're strong and they're powerful are, are just sad and pathetic and and. and Ah, I'm I'm sorry. You're 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 not a queen. You're a, you're a whore with an OnlyFans account that's had abortions like she was trying to 
you know, fill a ticket to get a free sandwich. You will leave nothing behind when you die, miserable and alone, and your cats eat your face. So stop. Have a little self-reflection. Understand that the entire culture is diseased and rotten. And the church helped perpetuate it because we allowed the world to drag us along into the dirt and the mire rather than being anchored in the word. You know what? What are they going to think? I don't care what they think. But see, we, we care about people's opinions too much. I think this is why Donald Trump rubs so many people the wrong way. is because he genuinely doesn't care about other people's opinion. They don't affect him like they do everyone else. And so they know they got nothing to hurt him with. Because I don't know, maybe he was listening when he was a kid. Remember that? Sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. That, it, there you go. Anyway, I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm, I, I've had a lot of coffee today. Uh, because, you know, coffee's good. I, I'm sure somebody will write me and tell me that it's, it's uh, the devil's salve, but that's fine. It's just caffeine. Calm down. We're not Mormons or Jehovah's Witnesses. So, Gino, your first question, please. All right. This comes from our YouTube uh, show last week, uh, the show that we put on YouTube. Michael, your grandfather said there would be an internal revolution started by communists, and the government will be busy with internal problems. Then the Russians will nuke the USA. My question is, should those of us who believe that this is that time, should we actively resist now and possibly die in vain with honor or refuse to die as a slave and just prepare for the coming destruction? Uh, why, why, why this question? Look, all right. Um, see, you're, 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 you're asking me to make the choice for you, and I can't. Um, but let me tell you what would be required in order to resist, uh, in, in order to, to successfully resist. Uh, it's, it's very simple. Uh, they have to become more afraid of you than they are of their overlords or of Antifa or anything else. Uh, in order for that to happen, you have to be willing to get your hands dirty to a point where I'm unwilling to do it. I'm sorry. It's not what God called me to. Yes, defend your family. Yes, defend your home. Yes, defend yourself. But you need to understand that in order for, for, for this ship to turn, it has to get medieval. Truly medieval. I'm talking about people realizing that even if they took bribes from the Chinese and the Russians or whoever they took bribes from to sell out the American people, they may not live long enough to spend it. Once they fear the people more than they fear their overlords, things may calm down. I can't, in all good conscience, uh, condone that. I'm sorry. I, I have no issue because the Bible has no issue with you defending your home or your family or your children. Uh, going out and looking for it is, is a whole different, uh, you know, it's a whole different beast. And again, uh, what it would take to really make a difference uh, would, would, would require a vulgar sort of brutality. I'm not talking about what happened at the Capitol. That wasn't brutality. That wasn't violence. That was, that was at best, a riot. Uh, that was silly people trying to make a point. But other than the one lady that got shot by, by one of the guards and, and another guard or a, a Secret Service individual or a capital security that shot himself afterwards, uh, no, you, you haven't seen it. Look, at some point it will come to that. I believe that revolution in this country is imminent and it will be so widespread that, yes, the government will be busy with it. 
because we've had entire cities up in flames. We've had people disillusioned and unhappy while the economy was still relatively good. Even with the onset of coronavirus, I mean, people got some checks, people were still employed. If you look, and again, it could be anybody, not Mr. Robinette Biden, but anybody, if you look at the policies, it's like filling a balloon with lead and dropping it from the Empire State Building. That's what the economy is going to do. It's going to crater to such an extent where unemployment of 11.5% or whatever it's at right now will, will seem like a pipe dream. Because if you penalize and if you punish people who produce, if you penalize and punish job providers and people who start businesses, if you hamstring them and bleed them dry before they can make a profit even, and you demand that they pay $15 an hour to Chuckles, the 15-year-old who picks his nose and rubs it on the burger patty at McDonald's, then guess what? That burger-laden, booger-laden burger patty at McDonald's is going to be 8 bucks, not 49 cents. I understand that there's very little meat in the burger patty at McDonald's, but still, if they have to pay the 15 an hour, it's not coming out of their pocket. McDonald's is not a charity. And so if you force them to pay 15 an hour, guess who pays for that in the end? You. And so that, you know, two cheeseburgers for $1.89 is going to be two cheeseburgers for $14.99. Same quality, same boogers in it, same heartburn, just 13 bucks more. But hey, guess what? If you're gainfully employed and you make $16 an hour, nobody's going to pay you more than that. So what you're taking is you're taking the bottom rung of society, people who haven't figured out how to succeed anymore, than to work as a burger flipper at McDonald's. And you're mandating that they be paid enough where they're content to the point of making it a career for the rest of their lives. Working at McDonald's is not a career unless you're in management. Don't to something better. That's why you go and work for seven eighty nine an hour. So you realize, I got burns all over my hands. I smell like fake meat for 8 bucks an hour. Maybe I should apply myself and, and, and look for something a little better. But see, everything that they've promised to mandate contradicts capitalism. And if you've never read a book called Atlas Shrugged, uh, Ayn Rand, it's, it's, it's heady. It's, it's a thick book. Uh, but, you know, if you buy it, and if you buy it in the heartback, when they come, you can throw the book at them and you can give them a bloody nose. So there's that. But you should read it. What, what happens when, when the producers realize that it's not worth producing anymore? Because somebody who starts a business, somebody who works, somebody who sweats, somebody who misses out on their kids' birthdays, who misses out on their kids' plays, who misses out on, on spending more time with their spouse because they're trying to build a future for their family and for themselves. It doesn't happen overnight. I'm sorry, nothing happens overnight. Unless you win the lottery, which you probably aren't because the odds aren't in your favor, you have to work and build. With the sweat of your brow, you can succeed. It's America. If you can't succeed here, you will starve everywhere else in the world. Do you understand this? So they've taken that, and they go, no, we, we need to, 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 to just flatten everything out. So 15 bucks an hour, whether you deserve it or not, and then everything begins to just roll downhill. And by the time it, it, it reaches peak levels, you've got an avalanche of manure that the whole nation's going to get buried under. So, uh, but as far as what to do, uh, practical steps of what you need to do. And I, I, I mentioned it in, in the first article I read. Live as though you were terminal from this moment forward. 
Love your family. Love your kids. Teach them. Pray. Increase your faith. Because it will get worse. If you thought 2020 was bad, kid, uh, you, you have a low tolerance for pain. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, it's it's going to get markedly worse. Um, and again, I, 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 I'm not one of those people, well, you know, if it's the Lord's will, my wife will get raped and shot in the face. If not, he'll come and save her. Now, hold on a minute. When God told Noah to build an ark, why did Noah build the ark? Couldn't God just save him? Couldn't God give Noah and his family gills and the rest of the animals that were supposed to be in the ark gills? Because I despise this notion that, 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 that God manifests without the aid of human contact. Well, you know, if they want to come in and do what they do, they can do what they No, I'm supposed to defend my family. I'm supposed to defend my children. I'm supposed to defend my wife and my home with my life if need be. Human agency has a role to play in the will of God being made manifest. I can give you a thousand examples in the Bible where it took human agency. That means that man had a role to play in the plan of God. What would have happened if Noah hadn't built the ark? What would have happened if Mary and Joseph hadn't taken Jesus and run off when, when uh, who was it, Herod was slaughtering all the babies? Stop with this pie in the sky, supercilious. Uh, we're not supposed to do it. Just shut up and take it. No, defend your family. Defend yourself. Defend your home. But don't go out looking for violence. I don't. That's, that's where I draw the line. There's, there's nowhere in the Bible where self-defense is, 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 is a mortal sin or anathema. And I guarantee you there will be others who, who will, will come upon this awareness that the only way things will change now as if the politicians and if the overlords fear the people more than they fear the ones paying their bills and hiring their children and, you know, sliding them a few hundred thousand dollars here and there. And that's the way it is. So I, you know, I, I, I'm not, I can't, I can't tell you this is what you need to do. Do what the Bible tells you to do. I... I, I, let me put it this way, because I, I don't want to be mean just for the sake of being mean. There are far too many people, uh, self-professed apostle, prophet, whatever you want to call them, that took it upon themselves to tell others what they needed to do. And they fell flat on their faces, and people became despondent and broke and found themselves eaten by bugs in Costa Rica or wherever. A man of God, a true man of God, will always tell you the following. Do what the Bible tells you to do. What does the Bible tell you to do? Do that. So no, I can't advocate or, or say, yep, take up arms and go. You and who? Look, eventually it will come to a boil. It has to. Because if they've done this much, much damage in, what, a week, imagine what they'll do after uh, Robinette gets inaugurated and uh, falls ill and Kamala Harris has to take the reins. Because it's not Mr. Robinette Biden that I'm concerned with. He's just an old man wearing diapers, eating pudding. You know, that's just it's the way it is. All of us get old. But his uh, vice presidential pick is a zealot. She is, uh, without a doubt, a communist. And uh, lest we forget, she was handpicked by one Bayrak Hussein Obama. And 
the nation rejected her offhand. The Democrat Party rejected her offhand during the primaries. And so uh, they found another way. And here we are. All right, Gino, next question. All right, Michael. Uh, this is uh, comes from Matt Brittnacker and wants to thank you for the broadcast. Um, let me just... Uh, I've listened to you enough to know that you may not share with us how you see things unfolding, but I'm going to ask you one portion of the timeline. I read your grandpa's vision and heard him personally speak. It was by far the most interesting meeting I've ever attended in my entire life, and that was 31 years ago. Your grandpa was brought here to America and shown places that would be as Sodom and Gomorrah. He said, one day they will burn. He mentioned that when America burns, China will rise up against, or with Russia and fight the United States and the world to the gates of Paris. He also shared that there were certain places in America that would be penetrated. I'm wondering, be a literal invasion, will foreign troops invade our country? Do you think we will be heavily bombed and then invaded on a large scale or just bombed? Meaning, do they want to destroy us as a world power? That is what Matt asked. Oh, happy Thursday stories. Happy Thursday. <laughs> Look, uh, I, my grandfather never saw a literal invasion. There are others who have. Uh, Henry Groover saw a literal inv- invasion. Look, we right now, America has been a, a sore in the side of people who have global domination aspirations forever. Uh, with, with the onset of Mr. Robinette, Biden, uh, they see America in a weakened state. Uh, this is why today I heard that Iran has uh, fired up their nuclear reactors again, because they know that nobody going to do nothing. Uh, weakness invites predators to attack. And so... Um, I, I, whether or not there will be physical invasion, I, I highly doubt it because all they want to do is remove America from the chessboard. Uh, there's, there's still, what, 300 million guns floating around America, and I don't think that there's any ground force big enough to, to, to physically invade, but uh, you can decimate it with uh, a few bombs and uh, infighting. So, anyway... Uh, looks like our time is up there. I, we could have said more, but let's not. Uh, let's stay friends and love each other in Jesus' name. Uh, so may God bless you. Thank you for listening. Hopefully we'll be with you again next Thursday. Uh, I'll try to record uh, as close to going live as possible because by next Thursday, there's so much that will clarify itself. Until then, may God bless you. May God keep you. May you be wise as a serpent. Indeed. And humble as a dog. Thank you for Meek listening to today's broadcast. The there we go. That's music. That Bobea. means it's over. Gino didn't have like time to, order to say a, copy a thing. Of today's broadcast. God bless you. Be Jesus. well. See you next week. Hey, Mike. I will pause it and say thank, thank you all for listening to the broadcast. And uh, please send your questions into the YouTube channel. And uh, we appreciate all the questions. Uh, So with that, we will say God bless you, goodbye. Uh, We will upload the show for you to listen to. And we also want to welcome the folks from Italy that have been listening. Thank you so much. You've been letting us know that you're listening from there, and we appreciate it. God bless you. Thank you for listening to today's broadcast, The Light of Truth with Michael Baldea. If you would like to order a copy of today's broadcast, please visit our website at handofhelp.com. If you have questions about our ministry, you can email us at handofhelpoffice at aol.com or simply call us at 920-206-9910. God bless you.
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.